Back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. The question before the House, did Donald Trump's bankers just blow up Letitia James's case against Trump? This crazy civil fraud case brought by the New York State Attorney General Letitia James. And um, the bankers testified that they love the guy. So we have Greg Jarrett, Fox News legal analyst, and his latest book is The Constitution of the United States and Other Patriotic Documents. We're going to get a good patriotic document before we're over. So, Greg, I find this a very interesting turn of events. Deutsche Bank, they're the bankers, love Trump, made money from Trump, wanted to give him more loans, didn't care one whit how he valued his assets because he kept paying the principal and interest off. In fact, he even paid off his loans ahead of schedule. So what's Letitia James uh, crowing about? Well, the defense uh, has <laughs> argued that the bank walked away with more than $100 million in interest profits uh, from Donald Trump. He never missed a payment. He paid his final loans off early, as you point out. And so they're bringing this case under a consumer protection statute, but consumers didn't need protection. Consumers were more than happy. Nobody was injured. Nobody was harmed. Uh, And in fact, they considered uh, Donald Trump to be what they referred to as a whale. They wanted to do more business with him. Um, So, you know, this is one of the ironies using a consumer protection statute that completely undermines more than 150 years of common law, which requires proof of intent to deceive in a fraud case. And yet Letitia James and the judge have thrown it out the window. It's obvious they're biased. They brought a prejudice case. Uh, And, you know, I just don't see any uh, culpability on the part of Trump in a judgment against him standing up uh, in a higher court. The co-chief executive of Deutsche Bank testified that back in 2013, in a meeting at Trump Towers, he suggested the bank could lend Mr. Trump even more money because Mr. Trump's credit was so strong. So what did Trump do wrong? And who's, who's the victim here? I'm looking for a victim. Well... You know, the uh, prosecution's case all along, at which the judge seems to be buying hook, line, and sinker, is that he inflated uh, his assets. But an executive, top exec at Deutsche Bank, took the witness stand this week and said, are you kidding me? It doesn't matter whether he uh, valued it at 2.6 or uh, 4.9. Um, those are the two different valuations. He said, either way, he had more than enough assets to justify the loans. And the executive said, look, um, borrowers always uh, have a different financial statement than what the bank's due diligence eventually derives. And, you know, as long as there are plenty of assets and lots of money uh, for a borrower to secure the loan, we don't care. Uh, yes. And here there was more than enough money. Yes. And uh, the banker said uh, regarding valuation. So there's differences of opinion. But what matters is the repayment. That's exactly right. And there is no victim here. Nobody was hurt by this at all. But, Greg, you know, this is part of the I mean, I, 
I believe that a lot of this is coming out of the White House. All these crazy lawsuits. This, this Letitia James, state attorney general, she's a George Soros uh, protege, etc., etc. Uh, they want to throw him in jail for 700 years. And even worse, or as worse, they want to take his businesses away. Now, that's an important part of this lawsuit, it seems to me, because why the heck would a businessman or an entrepreneur or anybody want to start a business in New York? They'd look at what they did to Trump. If they had a difference of a political opinion or a difference of opinion with the authorities, they lose their whole business. I would say this repels business from New York. That's really a key part of this. It really does. Uh, you know, basically, with, without the law justifying uh, the punishment here, um, they're uh, going to fine him a quarter of a billion uh, dollars uh, and take away his business and ability uh, to, you know, do real estate transactions in New York. Uh, if that is the new template, if, if that's the pattern, uh, what business person would want to do business in New York? They'd rather go to some other friendly environment in Florida or Texas or someplace else. So, you know, this uh, judgment, which I'm sure uh, in Goron, the judge, uh, will hold against Trump, is going to have a disincentive and discouraging effect mm. on other businesses that are already fleeing the high taxes in New York. Yes, absolutely. That's really a key part of this thing. Um, let's talk about the Constitution of the United States and other patriotic documents, which is your latest book. Um, last week, I know we were truncated, but you mentioned Reagan's tear down this wall. Give us another patriotic document. Well, you know, picking up on Reagan, it, it wasn't just the Gorbachev challenge that ended the Cold War. Uh, that really transformed the world. Um, but his masterful address in his inauguration, government is not the solution to our problem. Mm. Government is the problem. And it was exactly what he had uh, warned about in 1964 in his famous uh, speech that vaulted him uh, as the unabashed voice of conservatism when he decried the growing threat of an all-encompassing government that wanted to control every aspect of our lives. So there are four different uh, speeches of Ronald Reagan. Each and every one of them uh, shaped American history and, indeed, world history. But I'll give you just a couple of others. Frederick Douglass, when he argued, we the people does not mean we the white people. And Victoria Woodhull a suffragette who argued that the Constitution makes no distinction of sex and women are the equals of men. Mm. Both of those figures, I think, are overlooked in American education today, and they need to be remembered and heralded for their wisdom and their motivating arguments that changed American history. And among the founders, Greg Jarrett? You know, I, I think... John Adams, mm. who cautioned that only the ballot box in a representative democracy would prevent men in power from becoming ravenous beasts of prey. Uh, that was a clarion warning 
to all Americans that was so prescient because more than 200 years later, we saw those ravenous beasts of prey uh, try to drive the duly elected president from office uh, with the greatest mass delusion in American political history, the Russia hoax, the title of my first book. And, you know, Adams knew this would happen, especially unelected bureaucrats, people uh, who later became uh, authoritarians at the FBI, the Department of Justice, our intelligence agencies, who worked in collusion uh, against Trump based on an utter fraud. And now this uh, past week, um, I read there, uh, let's see, the judge in Washington, D.C. says Trump can be can be tried for January 6th. He's not a king. He's not he's not above the law. I'm still trying to figure out what did he do on January 6th? What did he do except gave a speech? Free speech. Why is that? Why is that a crime? Well, Judge Chutkin's uh, decision is questionable, but it was preordained. She was never going to grant a motion to dismiss. Uh, The case against him is a conspiracy to defraud the government. Uh, Again, you have to show uh, knowledge of an intentionally false statement. And look, his defense is, I truly believed I won the election. Mm -hmm. And I exercised under the law uh, the challenges, both in court and in Congress, uh, challenging the electors, which is exactly what Democrats did in two previous presidential elections. Mm -hmm. Is is that uh, intent to deceive and thus fraud? It's not. Did Hillary Clinton say the same thing? Oh, yeah. And, you know, it was Jamie Raskin, of all people, Mm -hmm. along with a host of other Democrats who challenged the electors in 2017, just as Donald Trump's allies in Congress did the same in 2021. Yeah. Greg Jarrett, Fox News legal analyst. The name of the book is The Constitution of the United States and Other Patriotic Documents. Thank you, Greg. Terrific stuff. All right, folks, we're going to take a break. Other side of the break, we're going to do some stock market work, a roaring stock market. I'm Kudlow. Please stay with us. <laughs> 